follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hello and welcome to another edition of Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Gawler, and sharing with you uh, some wisdom learned through the years from my experience with cancer patients. Uh, before we get underway today, uh, we were expecting to have Professor Ian Fraser on the show today. That show will be uh, broadcast next week due to a meeting with uh, Australia's Prime Minister, uh, which was slotted into uh, where I was going to do the pre-record with uh, Professor Fraser. So apologies for that, but do visit next week. I'll be talking a little more about that at the end of today's show and letting you know uh, what you've got in store with listening to Professor Fraser. But also today, before we get underway... um, The topic is rather related. Um, I had a recent interview with a very interesting gentleman, Dr. Carl O. Helvey. He has a bi-monthly show, and it's called The Holistic Health Show. It may be known to some of you. It is on another network. It's on the BBS uh, radio, and it's podcast also throughout the world. But this time, I was being interviewed by Dr. Carl, um, and he asked me a lot of pertinent questions about survival and about the topic really that we're talking about today is making crucial decisions at the crossroads, whether you're dealing with cancer or any other life-threatening situation. So uh, he was great actually. He asked me questions that only a true survivor themselves would ask. He was very insightful and he asked a lot of questions um, that were very relevant to cancer patients. So I found him actually to be really a very warm person, uh, very interesting. He's 80 years of age and he is himself a walking miracle. So I do recommend you have a look at his particular story as well because he was a relatively young man when diagnosed with lung cancer and he was given six months 
approximately to live. And uh, he's now 80. He's one of the few people that I've encountered who've used a combination of non-traditional methods to survive and thrive. And I, I think what makes his story even more pertinent is that he's so well qualified um, because as you know I'm always cautious here on navigating the cancer maze not to present false hope or unverified stories because anecdotes can be really misleading but stories like Dr. Carl's really demand our attention and we really need to look at people like him who are long-term survivors and I believe he's um, the world's um, longest surviving uh, patient who had lung cancer and uh, had a complete remission. He wouldn't call it spontaneous. He said he did a lot of things to actually earn that remission. Um, I loved his don't give up attitude, especially at 80. He's a real inspiration. Uh, and I think Moreover, he is a qualified person in the terms of uh, being in the medical profession. So I was uh, delighted to uh, to read his uh, resume. He's actually a registered nurse. He's got two master's degrees. He's got a doctorate in public health and wellness. And now 57 years of experience as a nurse, practitioner, educator, author and researcher. So he's helped thousands of people um, in re-looking at their health and in finding motivation and inspiration. So I suggest you do also, as well as listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze, that you listen to this interview. It's very relevant to today's show. And if you just type in Dr. Carl, and that's spelt with a C, C-A-R-L, initial O for his middle name, and Helvi, H-E-L-V-I-E, into Google along with my name, and you'll be able to find that interview and listen to it. So today I'm going to be sharing information to help you through your cancer recovery quest. Now we've approached this topic in many different ways before, but today in particular I'm going to be talking about the choices, the crucial choices that you make as you navigate the cancer maze, the crucial choices that become evident when you come to the important crossroads as you are seeking your recovery and putting your plan, or we hope you have a plan, into place. So cancer recovery has many stages. Uh, it's important to remember, I think a lot of people forget this, that before cancer you had a life. And... Um, if it was, uh, you know, for you like most of us, that life would have been full of challenges, uh, full of stresses, uh, full of all the things that involve having a life on this planet. After a diagnosis, the same challenges exist. But now the volume's turned up because now you're in a life-challenging situation. So any unresolved issues that you had before cancer are definitely issues that will travel with you on the journey of cancer and cancer recovery. So it's really important that at some stage, preferably during the early stages of your diagnosis and the early stages of your treatment, that you develop and learn some survive and thrive strategies or life skills. You may not have had these prior and um, in fact, we know that stress is one of the major components 
of adding fuel on the fire that if um, there is a cancer situation that's budding, being in a highly stressed situation is something that's actually not going to be enhancing to your health and may in fact help a cancer that's already there to actually move along quite well. And there's been a lot of research on this. So where you can, I recommend that you embark upon the approach at the earliest possible stage in your cancer recovery. And I think it's really, really important that you find yourself a cancer navigator. Um, I call myself a cancer strategist or a cancer navigator. And uh, there are many people around like this um, that will help you. You can find them at your cancer treatment centres sometimes. And sometimes you need to ask. You might find this through psychotherapy or counselling. Or you might find this information through an active support group. I think it's very important in the early stage, and we're going to talk about the advanced stage um, as we go on in the program, but certainly in the early stages of cancer, finding some kind of relaxation therapy. And that's actually been a thread that's gone through a lot of the people who have recovered, who have recovered unexpectedly, and also people who have recovered without using the, uh, the normal conventional medical um, route. Uh, we had on the show uh, earlier this year uh, Bob Allel, who's written a book called Energy Warriors. He's co-written that book, and it's about using Qigong um, as a part of your recovery program. So I think it's really important to ask. Sometimes nurse practitioners can be really helpful with this as well. But, you know, the bottom line is that when most people are diagnosed with cancer, they're totally unprepared. So the first key point is that you bring the life before with you into a cancer situation. And the second key point is that you find as soon as possible skills, strategies, make yourself a toolkit um, for actually navigating your way through not only the cancer but navigating your way through your life. And many, many patients actually separate those two things. And my advice is the closer those two things can be together or even married, um, the better your outcome will be. So uh, this has been my approach actually for a really long time in working with cancer patients. And it's about really addressing issues, in particular the life story. And uh, those of you who listen to the show regularly may remember um, one of the uh, things that I've quoted quite often is some information that was imparted to me by a lady called Angelise Arian, who is an American lady. Uh, she lives on the west coast of America, I believe. And she had uh, some interesting concepts and these concepts came from uh, cross-cultural indigenous practices and I think they're very relevant to what we're talking about at the moment and I'm just going to repeat those four, four things because they reflect how one's life story comes into the journey of cancer and the journey of recovery. Now, the questions that she asked and she said that any healer, shaman, medicine man with a tent of recovery from an illness or condition would ask these four questions. And the first one is, where in your life did you stop singing? 
where in your life did you stop singing? So this is about expression and I think uh, many of the recovered cancer patients uh, that I know have found some very creative ways to do their expression in life, even if it can't be verbal. And um, some of that also could be where there's been a grief in life and it was never expressed. And uh, we know that emotions are very powerful and can do... um, do things to the immune system, can actually change body chemistry. So very important to address that question. The second question is where in your life did you stop dancing? So where did the movement, the enjoyment, the the fun in your life, um, where did that stop? Did it stop at certain places, uh, stop and start again? Very important question also to answer. Where in your life did you become disenchanted with the story, particularly the sound of your own life story? And I think this one is a really important one because focusing on one's life story, having the opportunity to talk with someone about your life story can be very healing indeed. And it can help to make that very important connection between the life before cancer and the life now during cancer because They do need to get connected. The fourth question was, where in your life did you notice you became uncomfortable with silence, especially the sound of your own inner silence? And um, that's a pretty obvious one where, you know, you can use things like qigong, tai chi, yoga, relaxation, meditative practices, all kinds of things which can really enhance your life and allow you to become more comfortable with yourself. If there's ever a time when you will not be comfortable with yourself, it's the time when you're diagnosed with a life-challenging illness or a life-challenging condition. So those four questions are a a little bit of a formula. Um, They're a guide really for discovery of one's self and uh, a discovery of the path to transformation. And we've talked about that often on the program of using and how to use illness as a transformational process. So um, you can also relate to those four questions. If you need a resource or if you'd like them emailed to you, don't hesitate to contact me on my email, institute at gracegawler.com, and I can point you towards some printed resources as well where you can explore that avenue further. So we're going to um, go to a break soon, and when we come back after the break, we're really going to look at the new skills and the new ways in appreciating your life story and how to actually navigate those critical crossroads in the cancer maze, uh, particularly when you have an advanced illness, because the more advanced the cancer is, the more essential it is to make smart and informed choices at each and every crossroad, each and every decision, in other words, that comes upon you in the maze. So if you've prepared yourself earlier in your diagnosis and looked at some of these issues, it will be a lot easier once your cancer is advanced because there's no guarantees that just because you do these things, it's actually going to uh, regress your cancer. But the thing that it does do is make your life better. And um, that's really what we're on about, well-being and well-being through the cancer experience. So we're going to take a break now and we'll be back and discussing in depth how to navigate the cancer maze. Your life, your health. 
your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.holvung-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Scholar Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Goller Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollerinstitute.com or email institute at gracegoller.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now... Back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, we're back talking about this really important subject today is what to do when you're faced with the crucial crossroads, decision-making and choices while navigating the cancer maze. And we've looked in the first session today um, more about uh, doing these things earlier because the more you have these things in place when you come to the challenges, and there will be challenges, there is, uh, there's no way that there will not be challenges, and I think that's very realistic to know that while you you are navigating the cancer maze. Um, we talked before the break about the importance of the story, and I think that goes on through whatever time um, that you um, are faced with cancer and uh, find yourself in the maze. 
Someone asked me an interesting question the other day. They said, well, when someone is facing death from cancer, what do you do differently than when someone is doing the cancer journey and pro-life? And it's actually a really, really good question. And actually, my answer was, you do very little differently. Um, the focus more for someone who's facing their death through a cancer situation. If you've done the uh, the sorts of things that we talk about here from the psycho-oncology, um, psychological, emotional point of view, um, spiritual point of view is up to each individual, whatever way their um, their leaning is with that um, or belief system. But I think that uh, people who do this approach, when their time comes, they die well. Now, all of us... It's the, it's the whole fact here. Everyone at some point is going to die on this planet. And um, I think the how we, we do that, if indeed we do have the, the choice, and uh, I think the how that we do that is really so, so important. So it's no different as to whether you're doing this towards um, the thrust to live because the same tools come into place um, at the time of death. And having sat with quite a few people in their dying moments, it's been a very, very enlightening experience. I interviewed uh, Dr. Ian Maver uh, from a hospice. You might like to go back and have a listen to that interview, which was a really excellent one. Uh, that was earlier this year on uh, Navigating the Cancer Maze, and we discussed this issue. So we were talking, um, just moving along with the subject, even though that is connected, uh, the crossroads topic has been very much in conversation here at the Institute. There's a number of recent experiences with patients where we have seen people making choices that were very snap choices. Um, that were uh, sort of a, a decision that was made that was not in their best interest. And it's great to be a little bit stubborn, but it's also good to listen to the navigator. Um, you know, as a navigator with 40 years experience, you see a lot and you see people make choices and you just wonder, well, perhaps if they'd taken that other road, could it have been different? So it's been very topical here at the Institute. Um, as I said, most of the patients that I tend to see, and this I think quite unfortunate that people do find me at the very late stage, but they do find me, so that's great, um, are the stage four cancer patients. And so a lot of the psycho-oncology strategies are often new to these people. Most of them will have tend to have heard about meditation or they've dabbled in some techniques, um, some relaxation, but somehow they haven't been able to embrace the, the, the consistency of doing something, the compliance, um, the perseverance um, in a number of the things that they tried to do. And I think there's a gap here where people don't see this connection between the psycho-oncology. Now, psycho-oncology is a bit different to lifestyle medicine, where you're more looking at supplements and diet and, um, you know, stopping smoking and other sorts of things you can do. The psycho-oncology, which is at least 35%, if you were to make a healing pie chart, it's at least 35% of that pie chart is a contributor to the, not only the well-being but also to the possible recovery of that person. So if you add that to the lifestyle medicine and you add that to smart conventional medicine, and again, that's another place where you come to the crossroads of crucial choices, your outcome can be greatly improved. 
So decision at every crossroad, do I go right, do I go left? Now, these decisions come in many forms. It will be, do I see this naturopath? Um, did the lady next door uh, tell you about some kind of new cancer cure and you go off chasing that or you look on the internet or you decide to go to an alternative clinic in Mexico? Every one of these choices is crucial on the path and every one of those choices, please, please be well considered and be well informed in every choice at the crossroad. Now, as your cancer advances, those crossroads become more and more critical. The decisions, the outcomes, the consequences of those decisions become more and more critical. So uh, it's really important to learn some skills as soon as you can because you are going to meet the challenges and so many people will get to a challenge on the cancer path, particularly if they've been doing some kind of um, non-conventional medicine and they'll say, oh, I failed. I failed. I'm at this challenge. My cancer's worse. Everything's just gone crazy and um, I've actually failed. What can I do? The psychology at that point is a non-life-enhancing psychology. Uh, the person who has some skills, who's built tools, who's built some resilience, who's looked at the stage one, two, three and healing, which I'll, I'll talk about again later in the show, um, they can actually look at these challenges and take an approach that we call wise mind. And in wise mind, we can actually stop. And it might be a week. It might be two weeks that you actually very carefully consider which path you're going to take. Now, many years ago, I've got a really personal story that is one that's carried with me for a long time. Um, it's, a, it's really a metaphor for navigating the cancer maze. So I was lost in the desert with my then partner. It was the trip we decided to have about six months after he'd lost his leg to bone cancer back in 1975. So we drove around Australia through the Red Centre, as it's called, and uh, we arrived in a town called Birdsville. It's near the junction of the three states in the centre of Australia. It's pretty wild desert country. We had a car. Uh, we had a sedan that we um, also towed a caravan with. And at this little town called Birdsville, we were told about the condition of the road as it had been raining unbelievably. Um, and uh, we listened to people and we left Birdsville. But, you know, we left Birdsville without a detailed map. And when we got out into the desert, and it's known as the bulldust country, where it's very, very easy to get bogged, we came to an intersection that no one had mentioned. We had to decide which way to go. We chose the wrong road. But we didn't know we'd chosen the wrong road until we came over a hill. And then we saw this amazing expanse of water across the road. Now, the people that we'd spoken to in, in this town called Birdsville said, oh, you'll find water on the road, uh, but don't worry, you can go straight through it. The bottom underneath is really solid. However, we weren't on the right road. So we deliberated a little bit. We decided to move forward and we put the foot down and ploughed the caravan through. There was no other way to go. We couldn't go backwards up the hill with the caravan, but we became bogged. We were really stuck in the mud and it was late afternoon we decided to walk we left our car which is actually something you should never do in the desert uh, but we saw a homestead in the distance and we walked across a plain where we later learned was infested with deadly snakes we came to a lake 
And in the outback, distances are quite deceptive. The homestead actually appeared close and it wasn't. And there was a road around the lake. Again, we're at an intersection. Should we go right or should we go left? Choice point. And the choice points as we went along this journey, this outrageous journey, actually became more and more crucial. Um, we decided we'd go right. And guess what? We found ourselves walking through swampland. Some of it was up to my neck. And at that time, I couldn't swim. So that was pretty scary. Um, we found ourselves in this swampland for many, many hours. And remember, my partner was on crutches, had one leg. So this was even a greater challenge going through these swamps. Um, hour after hour, we arrived at the door of the homestead. It was well after dark. I think we'd left about four o'clock in the afternoon. It was now after nine o'clock at night. And the station manager and his wife were totally amazed at how we could have gotten there. So if we'd had local knowledge or if we'd had a map, we wouldn't have taken the wrong road. We certainly wouldn't have got ourselves bogged and we certainly would not have taken the wrong road at the lake and have to walk through that swampland in the dark. And apparently, worst of all, if we had turned left at the lake, it would have meant one small boggy patch on the road and a dry, easy walk to the station. And we were very lucky because this is a place where Australian explorers had uh, disappeared, never to be seen again. We were in the river channels of the Diamantina River, but we didn't know it. So the story really serves as a strong metaphor for navigating the cancer maze, that you can take a wrong turn and you can get caught in the swamps. You can take very long and winding roads that lead nowhere and then find that you have to come back to centre again. You waste precious time by doing this, by taking the wrong roads or the wrong choices and the wrong decisions. Be very, very careful who you listen to when navigating the cancer maze. Listen to people who have got mileage. Listen to people who have got experience. Listen to people who know cancer so that you don't go off on these wild goose chases, which can cost you time and energy and ultimately cost your life. So remember that little story of navigating the maze. Um, I think it's very, very apt to um, cancer patients or indeed anyone who's dealing with a life-challenging illness. There's so many choices around. There's so much information that you can easily get led off the track, lose your peace of mind and um, become very confused. So we are going to take a break now again on navigating the cancer maze and we will be back shortly to talk more about the crucial crossroads in navigating the maze. Here on Navigating the Cancer Maze, today I'm speaking with Mr. David. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options and implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Goller Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollerinstitute.com. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, 
allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the Cancer Maze. The Gray Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.grayscholarinstitute.com or email institute at grayscholar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawley here. We're back with Navigating the Cancer Maze and today talking about very, very crucial uh, life choice points and decision making. Perhaps the, uh, the biggest thing that a cancer patient has to do when they've had their diagnosis, when they've had their treatment, which may be surgery, uh, they may have had chemotherapy, radiotherapy, life is different. And uh, there's a choice that uh, we also need to make at that point. And that choice is, is summed up by this question, how shall I live now? Um, your life will be different than it was before your diagnosis. It'll be different than it was during your treatment because time and focus has often been on the treatment. And when a treatment stops, people are often left in no man's land. It's a place of limbo. They were doing something very proactive and now they're not doing anything that they perceive as being proactive because they don't know about this 35% of a contribution that you can actually make into your own recovery. So these types of approaches are very important for that post or after treatment stage when uh, it seems like nothing's happening. That's the stage where fear can creep in and anxiety can creep in, the what-ifs creep in. Okay, well, I've had my treatment, and now what if it comes back again? And every ache and every pain can therefore be seen as, my God, my cancer is back. Um, if you take the approach that I'm suggesting, this kind of wise mind 
guided approach with uh, having your map and uh, navigating through the maze and being careful at all the choice points, um, you tend not to get bogged down in this state. Uh, the post-treatment state, I believe, is one of the most difficult for cancer patients and the stress and the anxiety of the f- and the fear of will the cancer return can be so ov- overwhelming that it really can become a, a self-fulfilling prophecy because the stress really does add to that load. So it is so, so important to find the toolkit, to find the strategies and the things that are going to work for you. We'll talk about some of those um, as we go on. So everyone after that stage please, please be prepared for a setback. It may be that you remain cancer-free, but in the world as of realities, um, it may be that you will not remain cancer-free and you will face setbacks. I think a very important factor here is to prepare and learn how to prepare for a setback so that the setback doesn't really knock you really off your tree. Um, sometimes people sail along for years um, after cancer and then a setback comes and if they don't have these tools, it can actually um, be one of those choice points where the cancer itself can um, can take you out, it can kill you. And I've seen so many people do the other way where they're so prepared and even though their cancer might be more serious than that other person um, who's fallen by the wayside, that because they've got these tools and strategies in place, they're actually better able to deal with the setback and actually navigate the maze. So I think the old um, the Boy Scout and Girl Scout motto of be prepared, um, that certainly comes out in our story that I was just relating to you before the break where we were lost in the desert. We were not prepared. Um, we had not foreseen any of the scenarios. We were just in this kind of uh, place of, I guess, trauma, having just sort of got through the leg amputation for my partner and uh, we're a bit off with the fairies, I think. And there we were off with the fairies in the desert and um, that's actually not a very good place to be. So our preparation would have been to have done our research um, and to have had a good map so that when we arrived in the desert, we would have been able to chart our way. And remember, this was back in 1975, the days before the internet, the days before sat-nav and the days before all of those things that we've become so dependent upon. Um, So making your plan, making your map of how you intend to navigate the maze is really important when you get to these crossroads. It's good to be flexible when you do make your plan. Um, The plan can be in the form of a business plan. A lot of people like this idea. So uh, just as you're drawing up a plan, as if you're starting a new business, you look at the risk factors, you um, look at where you're going to put your money, you might look at insurance of your company, you would look at um, the steps that you're going to take, the people you're going to bring on board and how those people are actually going to help you in making your business successful. It's no different in navigating the cancer maze. You can also do this in the form of a pie chart, which some people uh, like to do, making a plan in there of the things that you're going to do, the goal setting. for instance, if you've always wanted to go fishing and it's been a desire and you've never wanted, to, you've never been able to do it, to put fishing is one of the things that you want to do 
in your pie chart. It might be stress reduction. It might be getting closer or even in some cases giving some distance with people that um, that don't serve you well and being closer to people who do serve you well in your um, sphere of relationships. So it can be all kinds of things. So you can make up this pie chart yourself. It's very easy to do. You can do it in colour. You can make it on the computer. You can put it on your refrigerator. You can put it in a place around the house where you're going to see it. And you can adjust it quite often. Now, first of all, when you're making um, a plan or doing your goal setting, it's very important to make it practical. Um, Some of the uh, goal settings that I see sometimes at a workshop is, is really ridiculous because people are never going to be able to do all those things. So it's important to just choose the one thing that you actually can do. It needs to be simple, realistic and achievable. So just review those things regularly. I suggest every six weeks that you actually go back and review what you're doing on your map to navigate the maze and how you're doing it, how you could improve it and maybe what things you could uh, remove from it. Very interesting when I ask people to do this kind of a chart um, in a workshop, um, they are surprised too that they often think it's going to be about diets um, and lifestyle and supplements and uh, quite focused on the doing things. But it's interesting that they find that their plan is more about the being things, you know, the being, the human being. And uh, so many patients have said to me in the past that they consider themselves a human doing rather than a, a human being. So uh, with setting your goals, it's important that you do the goals within in your own capabilities and also in your own way of learning. We talk a lot on this show about personalized cancer medicine. Um, this approach in doing the map, in doing your pie chart, is also very personalized. It's going to be different than anybody else. So it's something that, that for you is going to be quite unique. Uh, remembering that we all learn in different ways. Some people are visual, others learn better by hearing, by smell, by association um, and all various combinations of their senses. So um, the creative people tend to do very well with doing the pie chart and people who are more structured in their life uh, tend to do very well with the business plan idea. So I actually leave that one up to you as to how you um, how you choose to do it. Um, crossroads, planning for setbacks, goal setting, empowered choices. Now, what is an empowered choice and what is an informed choice? When you come to crossroads and uh, the challenging points in making decisions, I think an empowered choice is one that you feel very centred in making. It's not a choice where you feel stressed or pressured it's something you've taken time and consideration. Now, some choices in the cancer pathway need to have uh, a rapid decision, for instance, if you were going to have surgery. Now, if you're going to have surgery and you had to decide, you know, do I want to have this surgery or that surgery or no surgery, um, obviously, if it's life-saving surgery, you would make that choice towards the surgery. It's good if you're making those choices to be contented with them because if it's essential to save your life, um, it's essential. And I would uh, put all your energy into making that as an empowered choice. 
Now, patient responsibility also comes into this. And um, as a patient, the first person you need to be responsible to is yourself. So when you're navigating this maze and at choice points, it's so, so important to be honest with your practitioners and to be honest with yourself. Um, I do see a lot of people who wish for, hope for, and, you know, with, without being uh, sort of too negative here, it, it can be very, very damaging um, to uh, your outcome. So just hoping that something's going to go away, putting your head in the sand like the ostrich is not going to be an empowered way of making a choice. Sometimes, and I think in cancer in particular or any life-challenging condition, we need to face the tiger. And um, in facing the tiger, we can actually dispel a lot of the fear and a lot of the anxiety that goes around these very important choice points. Um, as a part of patient responsibility, make a list, write down the things that are important to you and write down what you would do in case of a setback. You can put this in the pie chart as well or you can put it in the format of um, making the list as if you were doing the business plan. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about the navigator and the need for a navigator and a person to bounce things off at these particular times. So we're going to take another break now on Navigating the Cancer Maze and we'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listen each week to Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller, from the Grace Goller Institute, as she interviews cancer medicine experts, researchers, allied health professionals, patients, and caregivers. Navigating the Cancer Maze provides you with information, education, inspiration, and a toolkit that will equip you wherever you are and whoever you are to effectively navigate your way through the cancer maze. The Grace Scholar Institute also provides ebook resources. Be inspired. Be empowered. Visit the Institute's website at www.gracegollarinstitute.com or email institute at gracegollar.com. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.holvung-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Learn to navigate the cancer maze with trusted professionals in cancer health care. The Grace Goller Institute, a not-for-profit organization with an established track record, a global clientele, and expertise in local and international referrals. The Institute's founder has almost 40 years' experience as a multidiscipline cancer strategist with a focus on finding options in implementing personalized care for cancer patients. The Grace Scholar Institute can help you navigate the cancer maze. Why not email the Institute today at institute at gracegoller.com or visit their website at gracegollarinstitute.com. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Guller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, back with our last session of today's program. Um, exploring why you do need a navigator to go through the cancer maze. Indeed, the uh, the name of the show says it all. And uh, I do hope that you can use these tools. Uh, use some, use a few, use all of them to help you navigate the maze. Now, needing a navigator on the maze this is a really important subject too because I think you need someone who's experienced in um, cancer. We touched on this earlier and I want to just touch on it again because it is um, very important for your recovery that you do get information that is valid. I've often said on the program before, if you're doing research, um, if you're looking even at alternative or complementary medicine, get it from three sources and uh, make sure you always get um, your information from a source that's not a biased source, like a company that's just done research and all you're finding is their research on a product. Ask your health professionals, ask your oncologist, ask your nurse practitioners, um, anyone who's in the supportive area in your hospital or your therapist. I think having a psychotherapist or a counsellor at some point through the maze is a very, very helpful thing indeed. You need that person who you can bounce things off and say, well, look, I've been thinking about this. Now, they mightn't be able to say do this or go that way, but they will be a, um, a mirror. They will be a reflecting board. And um, it's a great help to have somebody like that while you're actually navigating the cancer maze. Um, those kinds of things too, having people there when you have a setback, uh, that you've got someone who you can relate to and who knows a little bit about you. Um, I touched a little bit earlier on a wise mind and I just want to add this as one of the tools to think about in uh, navigating the cancer maze. Quite often when we get to the crucial choice points, emotional uh, mind, if you call it emotional mind, um, takes over. Our emotions can take over and a lot of our decisions at these crucial times can be guided by our emotions. Now, this is not a good place in this particular uh, scenario to be guided by emotion. I think critical thinking, analytical thinking, centered thinking, um, weighing up your choices is so, so important. Um, wise mind um, is really the ability to bring together uh, your, your thinking mind and your emotional mind and find a place in the middle. Um, we can often observe this too through our self-talk. And our self-talk, um, if we listen to it, and we all know what self-talk is, it's that stuff we do to ourselves and we weigh things up and um, we sort of have a dialogue within ourselves. Um, 
that can actually help us to learn to differentiate between emotionally driven thoughts and logical thinking. There is a place in the middle and this is the best place from which you make your crucial choices. Um, as I said earlier too, I've recently had a few patients who came to these crucial choice points and actually made emotional decisions um, about how they were going to navigate the maze at that point and they paid very dearly for that. Um, had they been in their wise mind, they might have listened to the practicals of that situation and made very different choices and had a very different consequence. Um, if you're in trauma, it's also the worst place to make uh, decisions and that's why it's very useful early in the piece, early in the diagnosis of your illness to start thinking about some of these tools that we're talking about. Now PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome or PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, that is another aspect that comes into this. Now, the thing that we don't talk about a lot, however, is post-traumatic growth. And that is the transformational process that comes through using the wise mind choice, using our logic, certainly listening to our emotional voice, but listening to our logical voice and finding that place, <clears throat> excuse me, in the middle where they actually intersect. Um, when you do that, you find that there is a growth factor uh, in the personal sense that comes through this. So this might be one of the things that you would put in what I call your self-care bank account. And uh, I recommend that all cancer patients at any stage open a self-care bank account. We can all relate to that. We all know what happens when you put deposits in your bank account. You're in the black and you have got something to spend when your needs are there. It's very much the same with us as human beings. Um, we do have a self-care bank account. And I think you can make deposits into that each day. And even if you just do one thing each day for yourself, and that might be even taking a quiet walk in a park on a beach, um, spending that very sacred time with yourself, the sound of your own in the silence. It might be doing something that you've not done for years that you really want to do. You might like to go dancing, do painting, go fishing, as we mentioned before. All those things do add up because if you imagine if you do one thing for yourself each day that's very focused and mindful – um, even a relaxation, qigong, you put that into your self-care bank account. You have something to withdraw from when you're at these crucial places in the maze, when you're at those crucial decision-making choice points. Um, in finishing up, I'd just like to mention my three stages of healing uh, model. And if you want any more information about that, you can find it. It's written in my book, Women of Silence, Emotional Healing of Breast Cancer, or in A Helping Hand, which is a little 30-page book. They're all available as e-books, by the way. Um, and uh, also Survivor Secrets for Women. Um, we'll cover all of the aspects that we've talked about today on Navigating the Cancer Maze. So I hope you found these hints um, to be helpful. They're only helpful if you think about them and put them into practice. 40 years almost of working in this field tells me these things actually work and they do make a huge contribution, especially at this time of setbacks and crucial choice points. Uh, I'd like to mention here, just as we're finishing up, um, 
people who are out of solutions for their cancer diagnosis, if you do want to try an approach of complementary medicine and immunological medicine combined with the life strategies and psycho-oncology, the Grace Caller Institute actually conducts tours. They're called Cancer Patients Without Borders Tours. They're open to international patients and they're held in the Black Forest in Germany. We have a four-day retreat um, at a beautiful spa in the Black Forest and then we take you for treatment, a three-week treatment cycle at one of the world's leading private oncology clinics where they're practicing breakthrough cancer medicine. So if you're interested about that tour, um, please do contact me. You can also look on the website and the web for that is German Cancer Treatments with an S dot com and German Cancer Treatments as all one world, one word, sorry. Um, and uh, these tours are, are unique. There's no one else doing these tours in the world and it's based on this 40 years of experience of marrying these things. Now, next week on Navigating the Cancer Maze, we are going to explore the world of viruses. And as I said at the beginning, we were hoping to do this for today's interview. In particular, we're going to look at the causative aspects of uh, viruses in cancer. We're going to look at cancer prevention and uh, viral research and some of the breakthrough vaccines that are happening at the moment. There's some absolutely revolutionary vaccination technology now um, to look at the herpes virus and we're going to talk with the person who's doing the research on that. So I thought, who better than to get on the program than Professor Ian Fraser. Um, he's the guy who has done all the linking of the human papillomavirus and cervical cancer and created the world's first vaccine. It earned him Australian of the Year. Um, he is a clinical immunologist and researcher and you will not want to miss this show. There is going to be a lot of new, um, valuable and exciting information for prevention, management and treatment uh, in, related, in relation to viruses. So we look forward to seeing you on Navigating the Cancer Maze, same time next week. And please tell your friends about the show. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon, U.S. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.